Good evening, good morning, good night, everybody. Welcome to The Gab. It is me, your host, Miko. And today, we have a special co-host with my boy, Chad Hardesty, my friend, my co-worker, a professional in my close circle, uh, a motivator. He's all the way here in Vacaville, California from Palmdale. Chad, introduce yourself. Whoo! I am so happy and what a pleasure to be on The Gab. Watching the first three episodes, it has been an amazing journey so far. Glad to be here, celebrate my my brother, my friend, family, Miko. Thank you for having me on The Gab. It is a pleasure to be here, brother. So like I said in the last podcast, that family is really a characteristic, not really blood in some cases. And Chad is one of those guys that carries the characteristics that that is the definition of family and this guy is like family to me and it's important that he's here because he came all the way six hours to come celebrate a moment with me uh as i was a nominee for a annual award at uh at my base travis air force base and uh today we're going to talk about dreams and some leadership traits that can carry over not only in the Air Force, but into the civilian sector. Man, Miko, let's 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 roll back real quick. Let's hit rewind. Okay. So I'm a big firm believer. I think family family is not blood. I think family is all about showing up. It's being there for an individual. And uh man, it was not too long ago, two thousand and fifteen. That checks. Where I where I stood in front of this man and gave a speech, and Mika was forced to to vote for me, not even knowing who I am. I mean, I wasn't forced. <laughs> I literally had no choice because I wanted. I mean, he was the best speech that was out there, to be honest. Uh, Pre-written but, speech. So still undefeated. Yeah. So today's topic will talk about how you should. Be careful of who you choose to be in your circle and stepping outside of that box and how that's important. So what he's just talking about is a uh, a uh, meeting, an NCO meeting that we had where he basically gave an awesome speech that allowed him to be elected to be the president for one of the uh, NCO groups at Dover Air Force Base. And uh, he killed it, though. So even if... Whatever the case, whatever the outcome would have been, like his speech was better than everybody else at the end of the day. And I gave a speech, and I was the only one being nominated. But you know what? I was like, screw it. I'm giving a damn speech. Shout out to uh, Chief Barnshaw for that speech, though, because phenomenal. Yeah. Big facts. Killed Big it. facts. But this guy, like little did he know, you know, he, he had his mentor already. I had yet to have a mentor. And the guy that was kind of – showing the ropes for everybody not showing the ropes but kind of like hey y'all pay attention to my boy actually end up being both our mentors chief johnson which is a uh command chief right now at the air force academy and uh we both became what what we were what was it uh we were not, I can't think of the word that I want to say I mean in reality we just you, you we, were you were president vice president I was ace mentor we were um 
we have positions in the five six. What's the, what's yeah. the other word for that? Five six council. Yeah, there we go. We we, yeah. we at council positions. We're on the five six council, and uh, for you guys that don't know out there, uh, when you think about a military military organization, it's in reality, it's making a difference. You know, what can we do for our airmen? Not today, but for tomorrow. And uh, I think we did a phenomenal job over that year. We had a, an amazing group of individuals. And that's really what it comes down to is, you know, when we put this uniform on every single day, we're family. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, no and, matter what. And we have to depend on each other. So what what we want to, what we want to discuss today, and uh, let, let, me, let me make sure I clear this up. Every podcast from this point forward is one take. So if you see me or hear me say, um, or there's like these awkward pauses, it's because I'm really giving it to you raw and straight, you know, so I'm not editing much out. And if I edit anything, it may be like my kids crying in the background or something like that. But for the most part, we're just going right through and we're just giving this podcast straight through. Okay. Welcome so, to One Take Miko. One Take Miko, The Gab, the podcast. Oh, and if you hear this right here, <coughs> we're, uh, we're, uh, we're hitting the hookah right now. So don't be, uh, that's not, that's not Chad farting. That's just, that's me. <laughs> that's One Take, one take Miko having, me. having a little too much fun. <laughs> That's me hitting the pot. That's damn me hitting the podcast. That's me hitting the hookah. But you know what? Now that I think about it, we you brought up dependability, and it and you, and you talk about how I came up here. So I drove about six hours, just so you guys have a, a understanding and a and a we let's build this picture. Miko moves to California in 2018. Shortly after, I moved to California, and every monumental moment in our career, we have been there for each other. Big facts. And when you think about dependability, it's real simple. Nobody remembers the person that didn't show up. That's just reality. Big facts. You remember the people that showed that showed up every single day, or showed up for those those big moments. Whether you got to get on a plane. Whether you got to get on a car, it's all about dependability. And when it comes to family and building that circle, whether you are military or civilian, if you don't have dependability or if that individual in your life does not have dependability, they are not for you. That's that's straight to the point. So before we get deep into this conversation, I want to let you know what we're going to talk about for the gospel we're going to discuss 10 leadership traits that carry from the military to the civilian sector. Okay. I don't like to talk about my, my uh, military career a lot on the podcast because I want to be unbiased, but with this situation here, we are part of the air force. You know, the military is in branches, Marines, army, Navy, air force, coast guard. Those are different branches. We are in the air force. The best, the best branch, by the way, um, hashtag air power. Yeah, let's go. Um, and we're going to discuss a few things and hit hit on some some uh, areas that we can relate to and how these things change our our career. So dependability, depending on someone to support you, depending on someone uh, or depending on something 
or someone or your organization that's going to support you 100%. That is extremely important. And I think that's what we need to make sure we rely on. I don't want to say rely, but focus on because people depend on you. You, the people below you, the your subordinates, they depend on you. You need to show them and give them the tools that you were given to make your career what it is. And, you know, I think we need to understand that a lot of people do not like change. Change is something that is very hard. And with this new Air Force in the past four years, a lot of people do not like it. And you can adapt to the change and still be an awesome Air Airman, soldier, marine, sailor, uh, coast guardsman, seaman, whatever you guys call yourselves in the coast guard. Um, you could be awesome with that. I mean, am I wrong, Chad? No, not at all. So when you are dependable, you're an individual that is motivated to get the task done on a day-to-day basis. You're not worried about what the task is, how to get the task done. In reality, you take pride in your work. So when you're dependable... You take pride in your work. You want to get shit done. Can, we're cussing on this podcast, right? Yeah, go ahead. We, okay, we're, we're, yeah. we're freelancing here. You good. You, you get shit done. It's just what it is. And whether you're military or a civilian personnel, in reality, we all have a job. We all get paid, whether it's the first, second, third, fourth week, or the first and the 15th. It's what we do on a day-to-day basis. And if you're absent and you are not dependable, then the job is not getting done. And if you're in the military, then you understand and realize is when you're not there, the mission hinders. In reality, it could potentially be lives lost. That's facts. And that's, like I said, like we said, in the civilian sector and the military sector. So dependability, that's one. Two, integrity. Integrity, the definition in, a, in basically a quick quick definition is doing the right thing when no one is looking. No one likes anybody that lies. So Chad and I, we have different jobs, right? So by trade, he is more of a uh, what security forces, professional developer, ALS, MOLES, future NCOs for the future in the Air Force. Me, I'm a flight engineer. I'm an aviator. You cannot have someone running your organization or leading your organization without integrity, right? So for me, looking at our side, something that I can relate to as an aviator, I don't want to fly with anybody that does not tell the truth. Because one thing about an airplane when it crashes, it does not crash in compartments. It crashes as one airplane. So... A half a second behind wherever compartment that screwed up and lied, my compartment is following that, and I am going to die right along with him. So I need to make sure that the pilot is flying the airplane to the best of his ability. I need to make sure that my peer flight engineer is running the systems and running these procedures the best at the best of his or her ability, and I need to make sure the loadmaster is loading the aircraft with the proper CG, the proper weights, the proper, the proper load procedure, that way that we can carry on our mission and carry on and fly this airplane without it going down. There was a 747 that crashed in Afghanistan where it took off, and when it took off, some stuff happened, happened inside of the airplane, and that airplane crashed. And you can YouTube that video 
if you wanted to, 747 crash at Bagram Air Force Base. Google that video or YouTube that video and you watch it. And it's, it's devastating because somebody screwed up and it caused everybody in the airplane to die. So integrity is extremely important. And in the civilian sector, when you have someone counting your money, uh, hiring certain people, dealing with certain plans, you want to make sure that they have integrity and they're leading your organization in the right path. And I think on the flip side is, let's be honest, when you lie, you got to lie for that lie. Then Facts. You, then you got to lie for the next lie. Facts. And then you got to lie for the lie after that. And before you know it, you can't remember the first lie. And I can't speak for other branches, but we got core values around here. And integrity first is a big one. They go. What's the other two? Service for self. Okay, and what's the third one? I mean, I think we answered that one right from the beginning. I mean, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I will always put excellence. my brother before myself, and we will always practice excellence all we do. Big facts. Shout out, Miko. Man, chill. I got to stay promoted. <laughs> and with that, I mean, you think about integrity, it goes right into making decisions. You know, as a, as a leader, you have to make decisions for your organization you're not always going to have somebody above you. You're not always going to have your supervisor or your boss there making decisions and holding your hand. You know, as a leader, you got to make decisions and accept the risk. It's all about risk mitigation. Right. And that's what I think about when, when you think about decision making. It's, okay, there's a risk here. I have to make a decision. And am I willing to make that decision and accept the risk? You always have to accept that risk. And uh, I would rather a leader make a decision... To a certain extent, when you think about it, if you scale it out, you know, no lives are on the line. You got to make a decision. You got to get it done. It may be the wrong decision, but guess what? At the end of the day, when you make a wrong decision, you will never make that same wrong decision ever again. Yeah. Because you learn from it. Like you said, every decision won't be right. You cannot make everybody happy. Uh, and that, that goes for anything. But is if you feel... And in your heart, because your integrity is 100% that you're making the right decision, you carry forward. And then when you find out the the holes and the pits that you have uh, caused in that decision making, you fix it and you move forward from that. But you can't sit back and be like, dang, man, I messed up. No, yeah, you messed up, but fix it and carry on. It's funny. So every single day I come into work, people are like, they're like, man, I'm going I'm to try to do this today. I'm like, don't try. Just do it. Just do it. And for you, everybody that knows me and is listening to this podcast, you know that is my trademark. And it's, it's, it's facts. Like, don't try to make a decision. Just make a decision. Stick by it. Justify that decision. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yep. And what that is is being a professional. And that leads us to four, professionalism. Professionalism is key to making your organization look great. No matter what you think, no matter what you do, when you think no one is looking, being professional in what you do goes a long way. And that is very important because I had a, I had a situation, and I shared this with Chad, where I met someone that knew me and knew things about me that I didn't even know they knew. And they basically played the game of questioning me and talking to me and once they got to know me, they basically shared the news like, hey, I know who you are. 
and I and I know what you're about. And all I wanted to do is see that on paper is is what I read. Is it true? So always carry yourself in a professional manner, no matter what, because you can make or break your organization because one person, that's all it takes is one person to see you and be like, wait, they work for that person. Like what? And if you have a negative and if you have a negative vibe or a negative image, you're going to ruin your organization. So stay professional at all times. And that's for everybody. And that's why it's super important for us as in the military even when we were out and about and we're off duty and we, we go home and we want to run to the store, like put your hat on, man, put your hat on, uh, do your customs and courtesies, like basic things like that. And if you work for an organization, like let's say you work for Google or Apple and you're out and about, don't be, don't be bad talking to your organization because you never know who's watching you and you know, and that, and that can backfire on you like crazy. Let's, let's think about it like this. When you think about professionalism, you think about culture. Yeah. Nobody wants anybody doing things that's going to make them look bad. Absolutely. But we can take that a step further. Let's use me, for example. Miko, you know me. Pretty well. Extremely well. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably more than most people. I know you've been babying these drinks uh, exactly. all night. All night. Baby drink. Baby, baby but stomach. I'm probably a, a pretty entertaining individual. Mm-hmm. In uniform, outside uniform. Yep. So do I need to change? No. No. You do not need to change. I, it's like this. If we were if we were a tree, every single tree has roots. You need to stay true to your roots. Stay true to the core individual that you are that got you to where you are today. Because who you are is where that is where you got. Today, because of who you are, so never change. Because once you change, it's it's just like biology. You you're trying to do something, you got the formula, and now you want to switch it up, but you're not going to get the same results. Right. And I think I think that's I think people can people who know you, Chad, can say that no matter who you're around, you have that same personality, right? Like you know, you're you're you have a high energy, you're a trash talker. But you mean well, and you're a go-getter, and you have an energy of a, of a damn a, a, a greyhound. You know, you always on the move, on the move, going, 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 and that never changes. And I think that's 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 uh, special about you because it doesn't change. And, so, and and I think that's that's the important thing about it is that be who you want to be, be who you are, and never change. Don't be a chameleon with your audience. And we kind of touched on that on the last podcast. I think you uh, made a good point there when you talked about go getter, keep going, goes right into drive. Like you have to have a drive. If if you don't have a drive, if you don't have a drive, like you have nothing. Yep. You have to have a purpose, some reason. Like we all show up to work and have something to do. And that drive is what gets you there. Absolutely. So your drive is maybe a dream. Your drive may be a goal. I know my drive is I love aviation. So when I go to work, I'm happy. When I'm flying, I'm happier. Now, there's life, there's life um, distractions that may affect that drive, like family and my kids. And I wouldn't call them distractions, but those are priorities that I know that 
I have to balance them properly so I can continue doing what I love. But my drive is to is to be great at what I do. And like I always tell people, strive to be perfect, but be humble enough to know that you will never be perfect. I mean, let's be honest. Your family drives you to be successful in aviation. Yeah. yeah. That's why Miko got his pilot license. Shout out to Miko. Big facts. One take Miko. Big facts. And I mean, that's real easy, but let's think about it. Let's take it a step further. When you have that drive and you're trying to accomplish something, like let's take let's take your pilot license for example. You had a team. Absolutely. That's teamwork. Step, teamwork is vital. Step six. Like team. you didn't just pay a bunch of money and say I'm gonna be a pilot by myself. Absolutely not. I couldn't. <laughs> I could have not done it without my wife. My wife held the fort down, flying two times a night, going to work, flying missions, having a having a supervisor in a in a in an office that understood what I needed taking leave for a few weeks like a team and that and that's just me giving my example of what what i needed to achieve my goal but as a leader you need a team it's not all about you you don't do that crap by yourself and what's funny is when you're young you don't you don't really look at it in that aspect like that perspective is not there like i show up to work working for the command chief and people think Oh my gosh, like this guy is just doing it by himself day in and day out. I literally was in a meeting with 35 people and I had people saying, hey, Sean Harsey will take care of that. He's got that magic. But reality is I don't have that magic. My wife has the magic. My wife stays up getting out of school at 10 o'clock at night and make sure I have breakfast first thing in the morning and I got a, a shake for a snack midday. And I have a, a nutritious lunch. And all those things, they add up. My uniform's clean. The house is picked up. I, I got a schedule. I can look on my phone and know exactly what I need to get done that day. And we can take that right back to work. Every single person in your life makes an impact, which makes them a part of your team. I can get every single thing done by myself, but I can get everything done with a team. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Teamwork is dream work. You need a team. Like, whatever your team is, you need a team. Like, it doesn't happen by yourself. I mean, maybe for some people, but in, no, it doesn't. The end, Your end goal... When you reach that goal, it happens with a team. If your team is in your organization, if your team's at home, if your team is with you during your during your journey, that you gotta have a team. And so, with your team, you gotta able you gotta be have the ability to understand directions. Uh, you nice. you you gotta know where you're gonna go. And when and the, and the, it's kind of tricky when you say understanding directions because. Those directions may not always be clear. You may fail on the way, but just because you fail doesn't mean that that's the that's the that's the end all be all, in your on your journey, you know. Um, and I think this goes back to the first podcast where, when you look at an your goal, and let's say your goal is that mountain, and on your way to the mountain, the mountain gets closer. 
and then you realize, oh crap, there's a two mile, that's a there's a two mile wide river right here. I I need to get across this river. What am I gonna do? Understand your directions. You got to get to that mountain, but you got to make sure you get there. So if you got to divert and go around this river to get there, you go there. It's going to take a little longer, but you got to understand the directions and that just because the directions are not as clear and concise as you want them to be doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that you got to take a longer, longer trek to get there. Also, Miko, I think one thing that we will... One thing that we realize, or maybe we don't realize, is that we are all individuals. We are all different. Miko grew up in Georgia. I grew up in Virginia. We speak different languages. So I may send a message to Miko, and he may receive it completely different. He may be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, look, I sent this very clear and concise, but because I'm speaking a different language, just because we all speak English doesn't mean we all speak English. Yeah, that's There's very different lingo, and I think that's one thing that we need to be able to take a step back, peel the onion, and realize, you know what, maybe it's not them, it's me. So you guys have to understand that when you guys as leaders are communicating with your people, you have to be on the same, so you have to be on the same wavelength. You mm -hmm. have to be, mm -hmm. because... There's so many times when me and Miko are talking and we're in two different galaxies. He's like, what are you talking about? What is going on right now? <laughs> and he, I see that you hear that laugh. That's exactly what I get. I might get three or four of those before we finally figure it out. And he's like, yo, you wild. But it comes down to just ensuring that your people understand the message that you're betraying. And it, you may have to ask them, two three four five times like hey do you understand maybe you gave them three directions it's like cool hey run it back tell me what direction one two three it is and if they're able to repeat that and send it back to you then that means you know what they understand exactly what you're talking about and you can kind of move forward and not and to be honest man that kind of runs us right into when you got a team who is driven they're probably working for an organization. And when you think about organizations, I think about two things. I think of, I think about a mission and I think about a vision. And the vision is real simple. A vision is it is the ability to plan for the future. And that takes a, a lot of imagination. And if you're stationed at Edwards Air Force Base, it takes a lot of innovation. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. So organization, man, like organization doesn't necessarily mean like an organization with a rank structure in the military. Yes. But in the civilian sector, being organized, laying down your plan chronologically. All right. This is what I'm going to do this week. This is what I'm going to do next week. I always stress short-term goals. What what do I what goal do I want to achieve on this second week? What goal do I want to achieve in 3 weeks? What goal do I want to achieve in 6 months? Organize your goals, organize your dreams, organize your destiny. Organization is extremely important and it doesn't necessarily mean having a rank structure. You need to be organized in order to make things easier for you 
while you're reaching that goal because when life kicks you in your ass and excuse my French, if you don't have organization, you're going to implode on yourself. Ooh, let's think about this though, Miko. You fall on your ass. Who's who's that to pick you up? Your team. Exactly. Teamwork. So when you think about all the different traits that we talk about and we've kind of discussed, I mean, you see how we discuss one and we can go right back to the other. You fall on your ass, you need a team to pick you up. I don't care who you are, you do not pick yourself back up. That's just reality. You just don't. It never happens. I've never been there and been like, you know what? I'm going to grab my own hand. I want everybody listening to this podcast to sit on the ground, grab your hand, and tell me if you can get back up. It's not happening. Hell no. I would tell me he's going to do it right now, but he probably blame it on the... On the hard cider, so I'm we ain't straight. gonna try that. Hard cider, please. <laughs> I've been on it. <laughs> but let's be honest, man. Like life is tough. It is. I I I got a lot of good sayings, a lot of good, a lot of sayings that I stole, a lot of that I've created. I'm not a big believer in recreating the wheel. I was I was given that one's wisdom. Who, who, so gave, we, who gave that with? Oh, man. Chief Bar- yeah. JB. <laughs> JB. Chief Barnshaw himself. So, don't recreate the wheel. If you guys see something that is amazing and you like it, steal it. Because I don't care what anybody says. When it comes to leadership, everything has already been created. There, yep. is, there is nothing that isn't already created. People are taking things and they're making their own. And they're making something better. That's all we're doing. So grab your tool belt. Start looking around your organization. And start figuring out exactly who you want to be. What's your philosophy. And remember. It's just like a wolf pack. The leaders are always in the back to make sure everybody in front of them is okay. Not 100%. But most of the time. And that takes, and be honest, with you, it's my bad, Miko. That that takes adaptability. Yeah, you got You got to adapt, and I think that is one of the biggest. This is the last and most important one, is adapting to change, adapting to your environment. And I think the biggest conversation, the biggest uh, issue you have with uh, this new Air Force, and I say new Air Force with the new EPR system and how they strat people with, you know, promotion statements is. People don't like it, and it's hard for people to adapt to it. They don't like that change. But you got to understand, in life, evolution, uh, adapting to the seasons. A a thousand years ago, people, we didn't have technology like we have today, so we had to adapt. We had to hibernate. We had to store food. We had to do those things. And life is all about adapting. And when you don't adapt, you get left in the dust. And adapting is not kissing ass. Adapting is not bending over backwards for anybody. Adapting is understanding what you need to do to make it in your career. And I, I think I think that's important, and I think people miss that picture. And I think you and I can both agree to that because I never – I know – I remember a time when it took me a very – it was hard for me to promote, and I met my first mentor, Chief J. And when I met him, my career skyrocketed. 
And I didn't do anything different. I did things that I enjoyed. I did things that I like. I was still good at my damn job. And if anybody has anything opposite to say, it's probably 1% of the people that know me. I had to adapt and I had to make sure that I did what I needed to do. I had to check those blocks and go out. And I met you when I did that, right? They're like, hey, you need to go out and you need to be part of a private organization. That's like the five, six. And that's when I met you. I met, I met uh, Tucker. I met Z. I met um, Jess. Jess. I met, who else did I meet? I mean, I met a bunch of people. I met Martin. I met all these people that were from different parts of all the Air Force. And if y'all had a misunderstanding about flyers, guess what? I educated y'all. Like, look, this ain't what it is. And by you being my boy, being my brother, being my fam, you understand what I have to go through. And every time you see me flying, you're like, damn, man. You're like, you always gone, like, man. Man, me going missing another meeting today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. But you, but you see though, right? It's like Thanks. everybody see the glamour, like oh, you know, zippers, zippers suit, sun gods. But when you flip it, another. when you look at it, you're like, yo, this dude always gone, man. But again, it comes back to teamwork, right? Is if me goes out, I know I got to pick him back up. But when you think about it, we talk about you talk about stratifications, we talk about promotional statements, and I'm not gonna get into politics because we don't do that at the Gab. But let's be honest. The people that are worried about those things are the people that are doing it for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. wrong reasons. And yeah. it's no different in a civilian organization. If you're trying to get that promotion and you're doing all these things, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like people will be able to see the fake. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's called what it is, the fakeness. Yeah. And you have to do things for the right reasons. You just have to, like. As a leader in an organization who has a team, you will never have people follow you if you are doing things for the wrong reasons. Big, yeah. They will be able to see it. Oh, absolutely. If, if I don't have integrity and I lie to you every single day, I have no team. Mm-hmm. I have a. I walk into an office every single day and I will have an office of individuals. Yeah. And if you guys take anything... We are going to talk about probably an hour worth of advice, tools, perspective, and maybe a little bit of bullshit. I'm a firm believer is if you take one thing out of this whole podcast, it's that. If you have an office of individuals, you have nothing. You don't have a team. You don't have an organization. You have no adaptability. Everything that we just talked about. It all goes hand in hand. There is not one trait that we have talked about that doesn't go hand in hand. When, when did you, when did your career change? What what when was that time of your career where you were like, I'm I th- I think I figured something out. So did did you find a mentor? Do you think how do you feel about mentors and when did your career change? So I met I met I met JB Chief Barnshaw in 2015. I met Miko in 2015. I met Chief Johnson in 2015. I had C. Master Lee in 2015. I had Jess, Tuck, Z, Jaime. Like, I had a whole team 
that it accepted me for who I am. And it goes right back to what we talked about. My core roots. I know who I am. And I know my circle accepts me for who I am every single day. Like, I don't have to change. I, I wake up. I look in the mirror. I put my uniform on. And I'm like, man, that's, that's Chad. I go to work. And I have fun. And I love what I do. I come home. I take my uniform off. I look in the mirror. That's Chad. And if you're not doing that every single day, then you're doing something wrong. But that's what changed. I, I, I had a circle for the first time in my life that accepted me exactly who I am. I've gone my whole career with people being like, I can't believe he got that job because I joke. I have fun. But they don't see the hours on hours of work getting done. Mm -hmm. They don't see me picking up the slack for everybody else. Because a true leader doesn't need to brag or boast about the things that they do on a day-to-day basis. Now, let's be honest. Anybody that knows me, I am very loud. And yes. some people some people could take that for yes, yes. being trying to be the center of attention. No, he's just loud as hell. I'm just loud. I just love what I do. Like, air power is the focal point of my life. Anybody that knows me knows a few things. I love the Air Force. Big facts. I love airmen. Yep. And I love making a difference. Mm -hmm. We have too many bad leaders in the Air Force. We have too many bad leaders in this world that if I see somebody, if I go and get some groceries and go to the cash register... My wife is going to be like, why did you just spend four minutes having a full-blown conversation, stacking the lineup five people back to talk to this individual? It's easy. Because you never know what's going on in somebody's life. Oh, yeah. Facts. So what, what mentor, wh who, who was the mentor in your life that gave your career that, that nitrous to easy. accelerate? Easy. I can tell you the exact moment. So, so Chief Barnshaw was in Master Sergeant Barnshaw. I was Staff Sergeant Hardesty. Didn't know any better. And we're doing PT. We're doing changeover. He's uh, about to become the Airman Leadership School Commandant at Dover Air Force Base. And we're going on a run. And we're running. We're cruising. And, and let's be honest, we were kind of bullshitting on this run. We were just like, man, we really, I, mean, I don't want to run today. He's like, neither do I. He's like, all right, let's just cruise. And Miko, he did something nobody ever had done in my life. Now, I've had, I've had amazing mentors, and I'm not going to go into the story because you're going to hear it again when I put on Master. But he looked at me, looked at me dead in my eyes and said, he said, you want to be great? I said, that is all I'm trying to do. I just don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. He says, all I need you to do is listen to me and do what I tell you. That's it. Mm -hmm. It was listen to me and put it and put in the work. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that 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 moment happened. And then I kid you not, two days later, about two to three days later, Chief Barnshaw was like, Hey, you wanna go to the gym tomorrow morning? I said, Man, phenomenal, let's go. I'm a small guy, skinny, trying to get get my gains. So I go to the gym. <laughs> I see this guy. We were walking by. Now, granted, I'm a Washington Redskins fan. All right. 
Miko, as you guys already know, he likes Atlanta. Yeah, they're trash. We got it. Uh, Chief Barnshaw, he, he's an Eagles trash, fan. Trash. He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> so we hear this guy talking about the Cowboys. You already know how the Cowboys go. Oh, God. So you hear somebody talking about the Cowboys, it's like, yo. Who was that guy? Hey, who is this guy? And let's fry his ass TJ. quickly. Chief J. Ah, uh, man. So, so... Chief J, he's talking about the Cowboys, man. Immediately, I, I just start talking trash. And this goes on for about three weeks. So for these three weeks, I'm thinking Chief Johnson is this retired old-ass fogey in the gym trying to put up weight. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I'm Chief Barshaw's nephew or, or, or son or, or cousin. Like, like, I'm going to high school during the day. Oh, no. So, neither one of us thought we were in the military. Like, it was 100% confirmed that he thought I was not in the military, developing the future leaders of the Air Force, and I didn't think he was molding, you know, the future chiefs of the Air Force. Neither one of us. Yeah. So, we get to ALS graduation, Airman Leadership School, a couple weeks later, and, and, and he walks through the door, and I kid you not, it was like picture-perfect moment. I'm standing there, he's standing there, and we just start rolling. But it was that moment, you know, from the run to meeting Chief J, and then literally, what, a month and a half, well, yeah, it was about maybe a month, month and a half later, is when I went up for president and met you. So, you guys, if you have any faith, no matter what your religion is, right? We all believe in something. And a, you know, we believe in God. We believe in a, a hierarchy. It's no different in your, your work organization, whether you're civilian or military. You have to believe in your story. You have to. There's there's no way to explain Barnshaw, Johnson, you. And everybody else to kind of, you know, if that's my core, right? And everybody else kind of filling it out. There's no, there's no explanation for that. Yeah. Like. It just, it was just, it, it was the right time in the right place. Exactly. Like I'm doing all the right things, right? Maybe a little bit misunderstood at times, but I'm doing the right things. But you can do the right things every single day. But if you don't have the right people for mm -hmm. you. To get you there, you will never get there. You have so you basically what you're telling me is that a mentor is important and crucial in the future and progression of your career. Facts, but the right mentor. The right, but yeah, the right mentor. But seeking a mentor that you look up to, like, and sometimes a mentor just come to you, right? Facts. Yeah, and, and it I, can it can happen anywhere. Yeah, it can happen. So, quick story, get on another little tangent. I showed up to Edwards Air Force Base, right? Miko drives all the way across country with me. Shout out to Miko. That was not a one-shot, Miko. That took a couple of days. Chad driving his damn Pinsky U-Haul truck with a Camaro on the back going 85 miles an hour in the hills of California. I'm like, bro, you need to slow down. He's like, I got this, Miko. I'm like, bro, these air brakes are about to blow up right now. 
I was never. I have never been so scared in my life. I was scared, and he but, he was mad at me. But again, it's it, let's it's those moments, man. Yeah. That's and that's that's what family is, man. If we think about it, we talk about you know running a good organization. You know, I still talk to Barnshaw every couple of days. I still talk to Chief J every couple of days. I talk to Miko every other day if he's not flying all over the world. You know, all because I. I took a chance. Yeah. And I was able to, to entrust like, okay, cool. These people are right for me. And there's, there's no formula for that. No, it's not. It just, it just happens. Yeah. If you know who you are, you know, when people come into your life, you know they're right for you. But if you don't know who you are, then you do need to put a pause on allowing those mentors in your life, even friends. And associates, yeah, your circle, <clears throat> and the people in your circle, the people you're around the most are they have a large influence on you, a, a, a major influence on you, and it's negative or or positive. If you're around people that don't want to do anything, man, you need to let them go and better yourself. Like my boy Chuck, man, like he 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 is a fast burner and he's real humble about it, but you know he he always has these little pieces that are always inspiring to me. And he has two kids. I have two kids. My wife, his wife, they're like best friends. And it's perfect. And, you know, I, like I said in the last podcast, when you bring your friends together and they click, you know you've done something right. You know, Chad brought his wife, wife around to my wife, first time they met. And it's like, cool, they good to go. Man, you had thought they were sisters. Right. Like straight up, you know. I bring Chad around my boy Chuck. They click, cool, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because when when you when you're around these certain types of people, it just is what it is. And it's just ironic because it's just Chief J was his mentor, one of his mentors. Chief J is my mentor. Uh Chief Barnshaw, he was my mentor, but I definitely he inspires me because I've seen what he's what he has gone through and I see his 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 dedication into trying to make uh, the Air Force, uh, a better future for young airmen, especially in the days that we're in right now. Uh, and also Don, Don Claiborne. I met Don Claiborne uh, through a mutual friend at a house party. He wasn't even stationed where we were stationed at. And just meeting, just meeting this guy, I knew he was just cool. And now he's chief, soon to be chief Don Claiborne. Shout out. Chief Claiborne. Shout out, to, shout out to Don Claiborne. But and I think it goes back to what you talked about last podcast. What? Like, nowhere in these stories are we telling you why. Like, we're telling you why they're in our lives. Yeah. But we don't have to justify anything. Mm-mm. I didn't have to explain to Miko why Chief Barnshaw was phenomenal. And he didn't have to tell me why Chief J was phenomenal. We just clicked. It's just like when he talked about last podcast. You invite somebody over to the barbecue, you shouldn't have to justify, hey, yeah, I'm I'm bringing my wife friend over. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have to explain that. You just say, hey, Chad coming over or Miko coming over. And that's it. Facts. And, then, and then when your crew's over there, when they come over, it's like family. You know, they accept that person and it is what it is because that's the type of people you surround yourself with but that that also it covers adaptability it's you know you're going this is your boy and this is your boy's boy and you're going over there 
And you're like, okay, cool. Like, I got to adapt to the situation because we're all different. Like, I like vodka. But Miko and Chuck, they like... Lightweight. They they like Jim Bean. His stomach, his stomach weak. <laughs> so it's like, all right, cool. A grown hey. man drink. But when we came back to the crib, we had Fireball. I adapted. I didn't want it, but I took it. He's going to be sick tomorrow. I might be sick tomorrow. That's big facts. That's going to be a long <laughs> drive back tomorrow morning. But it goes right back to understanding who you need in your life. Yes. So to, to kill the gospel, to, to just basically close on the gospel, make sure your circle is tight. These 10 traits do not only go for the military, but we are in Air Force a military uh, friendship. But at the end of the day, we still friends. So when we retire, we still going to be boys. And find you a mentor. Mentors are so important. Uh, Don Claiborne was uh, a important person in my life at the time when I was trying to make, make it to the next rank, try to get that promotion because I wanted to give up. And he was like, Miko, I was there. I was with you. And he would come up to our house and we'd have wine and he'd just like sip wine and just just vent to us because he couldn't vent to anybody, a lot of people, because a lot of people looked to him as you know, one of the high leaders and we looked at him as a brother and as family. And don't get me wrong, he has other friends out there and I'm sure he's done the same thing with them. But for me to see him humble and just share these things with me, it motivated me. He was like, don't give up. And when I made when I made it that next year, he he was the first one to give me a promotion co- uh, coin with my line number on it because he knew I had made it. That and that 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 was like motivation to me. And like to this day, like that's that's my boy, man. Like that's that's my that's my dog, you know. Uh, so I have multiple mentors, and these mentors fill these voids that others don't, you know. And I think that's important, but. In order for you to be successful in life, you you need a mentor. You can't do it by yourself. Absolutely not. So just just remember that. That and that's my piece from the gab. You know, uh Chad, what you what, what you got to say to close that up on the gospel? Oh man, it's listen. Family first. That's what it comes down to. When you're a leader and you establish a family first environment, that just takes you to the next level. Your people know that you care first, you care about them, you're dependable, and you show up. If I had any advice to give, it's show up and show out. And I learned that two days ago when I showed up to Airman Leadership School and I had an Airman that worked for me for about five, six months. Shout out to Torres. And he had a whole new set of leadership over the last four or five months and not one single person showed up from his chain, chain of command. So for me to be there and be a part of that, yeah, it may be small to most people, but it goes back to dependability because I, even though he doesn't work for me, I still show up. I still checked on him throughout ALS. I went over there a bunch of times throughout the class. And to be the only person to show up, he's not going to remember the people that he currently works for two, three years from now. He's going to remember me. He's going to remember the person that showed up. So show up and show out. Big facts. All right, all right, all right. Well, looks like we done hit the gospel. 
51 minutes of that, uh, not counting, but let's go into all the news real quick. So I read an article where this uh, guy was in this snake-infested water in the jungle in Asia, I believe, where obviously he was trying to clear out some snakes. And uh, this orangutan, which is an endangered species, only 10% of the orangutans of their species are alive today, and they have them in certain areas trying to preserve their life. And within the last three decades, they had, uh, their uh, species has declined 80%, which is terrible. But this orangutan reaches out and tries to give this guy a hand to pull him out of the water. And the guy says he sees it, and a few people took some pictures, or a photographer took some pictures of it. Uh, but the guy never took the orangutan's hand to get out the water because he was there on purpose. Uh, it was like some muddy water, and the water was, the uh, the waters were kind of moving and whatnot. But the the snakes are a predator to the orangutan, so they don't like snakes. And the orangutan knew that that water was full of snakes and tried to help that man out. But the man was like, "No, nah, I'm good," because these are like dangerous um, creatures. Like they could grab him and beat him up, or they're strong or whatnot. But I mean, what do you that that I think that's pretty cool, you know? Like a freaking orangutan. Like you out, you out swimming in a in, in a river, and a wild animal comes up and reaches his hand out, like, "Hey, let me help you out of this water," because it looks like you need some help. Like, how, like that's crazy. I think it comes down to man, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you are. We should we should all be able to help each other. We are all put on this earth to help each other out. But would you have taken a orangutan's hand? Would you be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take his hand? Or would you be scared? <laughs> Yo, that's tough. No, nah, I mean. Think about it. I would I would have took his hand. Because when you look at the picture, he looks genuine with his hand out. He does look genuine. He look like, but... look, he, you, what movie did I see? Uh, Was it, Jim, not Jumanji, um, Jungle Book. Was it Jungle Book? With Jungle the Book, yeah, Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I would think about. Like, oh, man, it's like the orangutan for Jungle Book. Then he just grabbed my hand and just started Slam me against you, against you the might, you, you might have been his dinner. They don't eat meat. It might have been his. Hey, he might have been hungry. The monkeys don't eat meat. <laughs> you never know, man. Come on, man. You saw one of them folks. Hey, hey, right, look, let's think about this. Let's break this down. Miko, you about what? Hundred ninety pounds? No, nah, bro. Two twenty five. Two twenty five. Strong. So, so he might have helped you up. I'm about. I'm about fifty. That might, that I mean, might he, real quick. I might have been going home. He would have he ate you. He would have ate me. I would have beat his ass. <laughs> he might have took me home. <laughs> said, I got a treehouse about about two clicks south. <laughs> you coming home with me. He was like, hey. <laughs> How you doing? But, I mean, just to think about it, I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's dope. I know you're, well, let me pause real quick. I know that popping in the back. Facts. That's that hookah. You know, we're chilling, man. We just left the award ceremony. I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't win. It's all good, though, because we had a great time. Uh, but if an orangutan was there to help me out. You might have you might have got that W. Like, a, a, like what if a, like orangutan come to be a DD? True. Uh, you know, I, I take that. I take that. But let's think about this real quick. Go on a quick 60-second tangent. Yeah, you didn't win. But you still had a successful year. 
you couldn't have done it without your team. Oh, absolutely. You couldn't have done it without your family, the adaptability. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to, you know, awards of dust collectors. I was given that advice a, a, a while ago, and I've had people come to my prior offices and, be, and see awards on a shelf and be like, man, like, I want to be just like you. Shit, I came into your house today, and I was like, oh, snap. I said, I see you, Miko. Right? But let's be honest. How often are those going to get dusted? I mean, really, dude, I don't even post half of the wars I win. Exactly. Because it's like, it's irrelevant. It I mean, it's, irrelevant. It's, I take it back. It's not irrelevant. It tells a story. I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I've gotten. But those awards came 2015 and now. Exactly. Straight and they up. tell a story. They collect dust, but they do tell a story. I right. feel like you could look at every single award. I have them up in my house. My wife, my wife loves them. Mm-hmm. She loves that people come in the house and see that and ask questions, and she's one hundred percent supportive of the military lifestyle, just just like your wife, uh, with her serving. And it comes down to, you know, understanding that you can look at something and see a story, and you can know exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. You know exactly who helped you get there. And you know, during that period, so let's say January through March, you know who you were in January, and you know who you became or who you become April 1st. Oh, yeah. Like, and in three months, reality is, is you can become a completely different person. I mean, I, I think what you, I, I, I see what you're trying to say. Like you said, be genuine in what you want to do. Try to help people. Try to change and better your organization, your team. And when somebody wants to put you in for something because of your hard work, you accept that award and you take it. Because there's a lot of people that I work with don't they don't want to put themselves in for awards, which is cool if that's their thing. But at a certain point in your career, the only way that people can tell the difference between you and your peers is what excellent things that you're doing in your career. And something, unfortunately, unfortunately, awards are those things that set you apart from your peers. If you're if you're lazy, if you're that lazy where you don't feel like, okay, you know what, it is what it is, or if you're not telling your supervisor, like, hey, I'm a I'm gonna go 150 percent, and whatever you want to do with it, that's fine. But at a certain point, are you gonna recognize me about for what I'm doing? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you put yourself in every single month, every single quarter, every, like put up, you know, help help your people. If you got troops that are kicking, just doing awesome things, put them in, recognize them, even if they don't win, because you will be that mentor that that troop needs, and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. Exactly. Just by trying, just you trying to take care of them, you don't realize you're becoming a mentor. It shows that you believe in them, and right. what they do, win or lose, is important. But it goes back to that orangutan. Everything you just talked about goes right back to what we just talked about. Help me out of this snake-infested water. Exactly. Even when you can't help yourself, there is times in your life that you need a helping hand. Because mm-hmm. we can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a that's a good wrap to brain food. What got, you got? I got some brain food. I got some brain food, too. I got one. Do you know that North Korea and Cuba are the only places that you can't buy Coca-Cola? I did not know that. Me neither. I just read it. Did you know mules can't have 
babies? I did. I did not know that. I learned that today. But my squadron is a muley. That's why. But, that makes sense. But we the best squadron in the Air Force. Okay. Uh, I, I respect that. If you honest with you, I mean, everybody should be saying that. Like, my team is the best team in the Air Force. It's just bro, hands bro, down. we are the best team in the Air Force. You know bro. what I'm saying? So my brain food is going to be a little bit different. My, my brain food is going to wrap everything that we talked about from leadership characteristics to the orangutan, helping each other in snake-infested waters. It's dreaming. Why is dreaming important? Because no matter what we need, I need you to dream. I need you to dream every single day. I need you to think about when you were a kid and your parents or your grandparents or whoever took care of you, they read you bedtime stories, you were laying in bed or you were in school and you had your favorite teacher and you sat in class, you raised your hand and you were like, I'm going to be an astronaut or I'm going to be a famous football player or I'm going to dunk on Michael Jordan or I'm going to be an astronaut. You have to dream big, and your life will just be different. I promise you. If you dream, your life will be different. I dream every single day that I'm going to have purpose. I'm going to have family. I'm going to have friends. And I'm going to have loved ones. And I'm going to change one person's life every single day. And when you dream, it takes a sense of selfishness. You have to be selfish when you dream because you're doing it for yourself. Dreams lead to figuring out who you are. So, and with dreams, you set goals. Exactly. You dream and you set goals. I like that. Good shit. Good stuff, Chad. Most definitely. Before we before we end tonight, let everybody know about your podcast. Man, so Catalyst of Development Enterprise. Shout out, Chief Barnshaw, Linwood Gale. We are establishing platforms. And the gab is just a, a another extension of what is to come for our team this year. So you got you got code Catalyst of Development Enterprise. Within that, you got Linwood Gale, House of Leaders, House Talk. Just dropped the trailer. First episode coming this week. And then you got the gab. We are dropping three platforms of self improvement, gossip, professional development. And just good conversation and good people. So if people need to find you, how do they find you? How do they find Linwood Gale? How do they find you? So so Linwood Gale, House of Leaders, we are on Facebook. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes. It does not matter. Linwood Gale. Linwood Gale. L Y N W O O D space G A I L. That's on Facebook and on Instagram. You can look them up. Uh, House of Leaders, as it is, it is H O U S E underscore O F underscore L D R S. Big. That simple. Let's go. So tune into those podcasts. They're really, they're really good. They're sh- on professional development, how to reach your goals, give you some homework to do throughout the nights. Really good podcast. Uh, three, the 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 uh, triple threat. Hey, tune in. Don't forget, look them up when you you're taking a ride home and you just want a little something different to uh, motivate you throughout your day. 
Uh, we may not have all the answers. We're no scientists. We're no philosophers. But we've been through some stuff that we felt like we, sh- we wanted to share with you guys. Um, and we support each other 110%. Thanks for tuning in. It is me, your boy Miko. This is The Gap. And... Hey, work hard, dream big, and live for you. Let's get it. Chad Hardesty. Look him up. Thank y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, as always, feedback, comments. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear. And until next time, have an awesome day.